Thank you. Thank you. My name is Nancy. I'd like to do the set aside prayer before I begin. Please, God, help me to set aside everything I think I know about myself, my diseases, steps, and especially you. For an open mind, a new experience with myself, my diseases, steps, and especially you. I ask my higher power to uh, speak through me. Um, and uh, my name is Nancy <coughs> Ara. I uh, have my life. My life has been saved by this program. In the uh, forward to the second edition on page twenty, Roman numeral twenty, it says, and they were talking about the first hundred people that came. It says of alcoholics. This is about the first one hundred people that came. They said of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried. Fifty percent got sober at once and remained that way. Twenty-five percent sobered up after some relapses, and all the the remainder who stayed on with AA showed improvement. And basically, I came to OA. I think that is so important. And I always, when I take people through the steps, I always uh, spend some time on that because everybody's journey is different. My journey is different. Uh, it took me. Uh, some a uh, long time to really understand this program. I came in during the middle seventies, um, and I lost weight. That was my purpose of coming. I, I had everything else I had tried during that time um, had failed. I mean, I have a litany of things that I tried from um, liquid diets, all you name it. Anything that came out, I tried it, and they worked for a while, but they eventually failed. So I came to OA in the mid-70s. I'm a native Chicagoan, lived there up until eight years ago. And I uh, I found out about OA, and I started going to meetings on the other side of town. I would take a bus. I was young, in my 20s. I would get on the city bus and ride maybe two hours to this meeting. Because it, it it resonated with me. It was the first time that I'd heard that I wasn't greedy, that I had an illness. And um, the illness be, could be corrected. They gave us a diet. And they mentioned the steps and the tools. But my focus was on the diet. And the diet was called um, a gray sheet. It was a, a low-carbohydrate diet. And then that was an orange sheet that had more carbs in it. So I, I did the great sheet, and, of course, I lost weight. And I thought I had really, you know, I thought I had really discovered it. So I got involved with life, and mm-hmm. I left. I left, and I was gone 10 years. And I came back 100 pounds heavier, bigger than I ever thought I would ever be. Demoralized a lot of uh, 1993 is when I came back to the OA. A lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, it was a year of, of real traumatic, traumatic and dramatic experiences. Uh, my the guy, uh, my fiance, called it off uh, in uh, June, in uh, during the summer, and I became a principal of an elementary school also that year. And in September, when school first started, my mother died, and it was like life had really hit me. And I, I remember. Uh, um, my first week uh, as a principal, I was there was an emergency on the second floor, and I was called. I, I I was called on the intercom, and when I got to the second floor, I was so winded because I was so big. I had gained so much weight, I couldn't breathe, and I heard a voice that I, it was very clear. 
they said, if you don't do something about yourself, you're going to die. Uh, the stresses uh, of a broken, uh, someone I love had, had ended the relationship. Uh, the stresses of running a school um, and the death of my my beloved mother was just, it was, it was quite a bit. And I returned to OA that year. I came back to OA. And when I came back, I had the gift of desperation. I was willing to do anything and whatever anybody told me. So I was blessed with a very rigid food sponsor. That's what she actually was. And I thank God for that lady because within a year, every day she would monitor what I was eating. And within a year, I had lost 90 pounds. And then we parted ways. And then it began. Um, a, I never left the program. That's why I love when it said those who stay get better. And I think that's what I was. I never, I could never really get it, but I did not leave. So I would, you know, I would try this food plan, and then I would, uh, it would work for a while. Then I would find another food plan. And I really didn't work with a sponsor again. Uh, my, 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 my parting with that sponsor has been, had been very traumatic, very, I mean, you know, sponsors are just human beings. And, and the sponsors I would get would uh, tell me, well, I can't sponsor anymore because I'm in relapse. And uh, uh, so basically I, I went to meetings. I um, read, you know, I got I got in study groups, I, and I, you know, I I worked the program as as best I could, and as a result, I you know I, I didn't gain, I would get maybe gain some weight, then I would go on another food plan and lose that, not exercise, and I want to talk about where I am now. Um, eight years ago, I, I um, um decided I wanted. Uh, I was tired of being single. I've been single all my life. And uh, at the right age of, of, of 69 or 68, I decided I was going to get married. And I did. I met a wonderful guy. And um, he, lived in a, he lived in a little small town. And so my life changed. I left Cosmopolitan, uh, urban Chicago, uh, a diverse community, and moved to a small, um, it's hard to describe my town because I love it now. Um, the area I live in is not, is not, not, not a, lot, a lot of diversity. Um, the complex we live in, I'm an African-American, there are not, there are not many of us, but I have wonderful neighbors. I love them. And, um, but it was, a, it was, it was a cultural, it was really was a cultural um, change culturally. The first thing I did when I got here, um, I, I found an OA meeting, started going to OA meetings. And uh, then, it, you know, after all the hub, I had a beautiful honeymoon, everything I'd always wanted, went on a, long, a fortunate cruise. So when I got back, having been single all these years, some things just hadn't dawned on me. And one was the differences in the way we ate. And my husband uh, told me, you know, he, he's a normal eater. And he likes snacks, and he goes to uh, those big box stores and buys them by the case. And I knew that I had to really work my program because it had been those things were just not in my house, and, you know, when I was in Chicago. So um, 
on this wonderful meeting that I've been Good listening. afternoon, fat people, and welcome to... Uh, God bless you, sir. Um, uh, I heard um, uh, someone, and I asked them to respond to me, and this wonderful lady asked me, had I ever gone through the steps? And I said, oh, yeah, I know about the steps. She said, have you ever gone through them with the, through the big book? I said, well, no, I haven't. She said, well, this is how I sponsor. And uh, she she took me through the big book, and I had no idea what I had been missing. You see, for many years in the rooms, and I've heard people speak, and I've heard them say it, but it just didn't register because I thought the purpose of the program was to help me to get there. The purpose of the program was for me to find a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity, which meant that there was something wrong with my thinking. On page uh, 23 of the big book, it says the problem, the main problem of the alcoholic, and for me the compulsive overeater, centers in his mind rather than in his body. So the main thing that I got uh, initially from working with her was the understanding I knew that there were certain foods that I couldn't eat. I, I, you know, I had accepted that, and I would play around with them from time to time. But when I really understood the allergy of the body and what happens when I eat those foods, and I got a chance to see some um, some charts, some physiology charts of a normal eater and a compulsive eater, my, my body chemistry is different from a normal eater. My husband likes, um, he likes certain kind of, uh, junk food, and he'll buy. He get them by the bars, and he eat half a bar, wrap it up, and it might sit there for a week before he picks it up. That I that I mean I that blows my mind still. But I understand our bodies are physiologically different. It doesn't set up the phenomenal craving if he eats it. When he eats it, he gets enough and he puts it aside. My big foods, if I eat them, I begin to crave. And then, and then I'm obsessed with just wanting more and more. And so understanding the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind is that even if I'm not eating them, I'm thinking about it, and I'm so obsessed with it that eventually I just break down. And so I know this information, but I found out that I, knowledge will not save me. I had to have a true spiritual experience. And when, you know, I said, now, my dad was a minister. I grew up in Parsonage. I knew I knew all of the uh, uh, the rituals and all. I knew everything. But I didn't really have a true relationship. Uh, I had to finally acknowledge it. I had the, the, the religion down, but not a true working relationship with God because I held God in such high esteem because my father was my surrogate God. And uh, when he passed, uh, I was lost, so I had to develop a relationship with a God of understanding because I was so desperate, I was so frightened that I, I never wanted to gain that weight back. I didn't want to gain, uh, you know, God has blessed me with a, a weight loss of 120 pounds. I have, and it has stayed off because I stuck around. Not that I did the program perfectly, don't, I did not. But I stayed until eventually it clicked. When she took me through the steps, I had a spiritual awakening that was sufficient to expel the desire for me to eat. There are certain foods that they just don't interest me. It blow, it blows my mind. I can be in the room with them, and it's like they're not there, and I know it is not me doing it. 
And I know that it is contingent upon my working the steps, all of them, all of the steps, all of them. Um, on page 89 of the big book, it says, nothing insures. You know, we all have, we have car insurance because if something happens, we want to be protected. Well, I don't want anything to happen to my uh, my my uh, recovery. I've been recovered. And that's what the program says. It says that we can recover. And so uh, on page 89, it says practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. And intensive work, intensive, it doesn't mean making three phone calls a day. It said, hi, I'm, I'm, uh, how's your abstinence, how's your food? That's good, and I'm not knocking it, but intensive work. The first 100 people that wrote this book told us that if you want to stay sober, you carry the message. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this program has saved my life this year. Since March, I have lost 11 family members, close family members, church members, friends. I was at one school for 34 years, so I'm a part of that community parents and students, and and some uh, one cousin was like a sister. They died from this disease, and I have no doubt in my mind that if I if, if I wasn't talking to my sponsees and the Zoom meetings and the phone meetings, I'm sure, I have no doubt, I would have relapsed back into my old habits because compulsive overeating is ingrained in my reptilian brain. It's almost like breathing and, and, and respiration. Um, that's who I am. I think I was born with this disease. I always crave sweets. Uh, I'm really a sugarholic. But working with other people has not only strengthened my program. Whenever I go through the steps, I understand them. You know, more is revealed to me. More every time uh, I go through these twelve steps with my sponsees, more is revealed to me. And my high power is so wonderful. He has brought such wonderful people into my life. Uh, some of my sponsees are people who know they have more experience with the steps than I have. But when we are, are, are going through the steps, we're discussing steps, they are giving, I'm getting information from them. I have a wonderful sponsee who uh, reads um, inspirational literature to me from another program. And I get information and inspiration that I had never heard before. So, uh, if you know, uh, I used to hear. The, I used to go to a lot of AA meetings back in the seventies because they didn't have a lot of OA meetings uh, on the side on the side of town I lived on. And some of the slogans have really become meaningful, you know. And like you must, you got to give it away. You got to give it away. I would hear that all. I would hear those old times that says, "You got, you got to give it away." If you want to keep a reminder, you have five minutes. Thank you so kindly, and that you know, and I, you know what, and it's not, it's not out of fear. I, I enjoy, you know. It says to see people recover, life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover and, and to see them help others, to watch uh, loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow about you, to have a host of friends. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. These are the people that have kept me going. Um, 
what you know when uh, when this COVID first hit, I had no idea that it was as that it was as deadly as it uh, is, and I had no idea that it was going to take two of the closest. Uh, my cousin Cynthia, God bless her soul. I had no idea. I'm older than her. I never thought I would. I just assumed that she would bury me. My cousin Norman, blues artist, and my my dream was to do a gig with him because because I played piano and all, and he I kept saying, and we were we were supposed to have a big family reunion. I was gonna get a chance to play with his band. He's gone. He's dead. I'm, you know, so. Uh, Life goes on. Life goes on. You know, I can mourn them. Uh, I, you know, um, he didn't die from COVID. He had a brain um, discovery. He had a brain tumor and all. But all of this happened around the same time. Um, life goes on. Sometimes it's uh, good. Sometimes it's bad. Because that's what old that's what old Jesus Anonymous and the Twelve Steps give us a design for living that works in all situations. Under all situations, you know, sometimes life is hard. Sometimes life is good. And sometimes it's just blah. But as an active compulsive overeater, it didn't bother me because I ate no matter what the situation. But these steps have given me a design for living that has taken me through this um, period. And for anybody that's, you know, younger than me, just keep coming back. I've been recovered for these last seven years. I count my recovery date, uh, and when I began going through the steps seven years ago, I have been recovered. God has relieved me of 120 pounds. Have not, uh, you know, uh, I enjoy life in spite of life is good. So I'll end my uh, uh, sharing, and anybody, uh, yeah, uh, you know, just keep coming back. That's that's you know, that's my mantra. Keep coming back. Don't leave before the miracle happens. It's a true miracle. My life is a miracle. My life is a true miracle. I mean, when when I think about all the wonderful gifts that I have received, you know, if I had not found this program, I would be dead. At the amount of weight that I had in '93, I would have kept on losing, gaining weight, and by now, I'm sure I would be dead. But I'm not dead. I'm much alive. I'm alive. I'm alive and enjoying life. Uh, my contact number, please text me. Please text. And then I will call you back. My uh, text, I, my number is 773-317-8188. 773-317-8188. And thank you for letting me share. God bless you.